You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On Horn Frogs, it's Tuesday. And I want to start here with a little bit of a rant. Uh, I touched on this somewhat on Monday, but I, I understand there's not always energy for the SMU game. It's 11 a.m. It's a rivalry. Some people use that in quotation marks. But I, I have personally never been more fired up about the Battle of the Iron Skillet simply because I'm so tired of SMU bragging about having it, like bragging about winning a couple years ago. And it's only been compounded by the fact that last season with COVID, they didn't play the game. And since, I don't totally remember how all that played out. I know they were supposed to open the season against one another. That didn't happen because TCU couldn't field the team due to COVID. And then there was rumors that they were going to play at the end of the year or maybe link up bye weeks. That never transpired. So, I mean, this was on Twitter, which is, it's a dumb exercise to ever look at Twitter and say this is the discourse, like this is actually what people are talking about. Because it's, in reality, such a small percentage of what's actually going on. But there was like, SMU folks that were joking around and giving TCU a hard time for basically ducking the ponies, which is something that we know would never happen. Um, it's given SMU, though, like an extra year to enjoy winning, which is something they haven't done a whole lot against TCU. And I happen to see, I, I think the mayors have, the mayors of Dallas and Fort Worth have something going on like they always do. Uh, and somebody tweeted about that, and within that conversation, they showed an old video that SMU football put out, and I, I think they put this out the week the game was supposed to be played, but it didn't end up happening, that first go-around. And it was Sonny Dykes, like, warming up the skillet, cooking some frog legs on it, and basically gloating about having the trophy. This, this rivalry has always been a bigger deal to SMU than TCU, at least in my lifetime. I know there was a time where it was a big thing, and I, I realize there might be some alums or some fans that that's their biggest um, game each year, even though I would think that would be few and far between, especially now that the, the Frogs are in the Big 12. But... This is one where, you know, one thing that one thing that Gary's done really well, even in the last few years when they've struggled, uh, from a record perspective, like they've been a team that's fighting for bowl eligibility, the Texas game, the Baylor game, he gets the guys ready to play. His record against those two schools has been fantastic. Even when Baylor, you know, won like 10-plus games back in 2019, that was a game they should have won. Like, they have given them fits throughout the years. 
UT, there's been multiple games in the last few years where UT's been favored. And they can't get wins because TCU comes out and gets the job done. When when he gets when he gets it in his mind like we're gonna come out and stick it to somebody, he generally doesn't. So I just hope they bring that approach to the SMU game this week. Because I'll be honest, I'm tired of I'm tired of the chirping. Like I'm tired of hearing that school kind of puff out their chest a little bit. And that's what you should do when you win. And especially in SMU's case, I mean, it's the first time in what, like nine years they've gotten it done? Like, they're, they're going to enjoy that one. I get it. But time's up, right? Like, like that time's over. Let's, let's show who is really in charge, who the Power 5 team is, who the, the group is that can get this done and make things happen. So I'm excited for the game this week. Like, I'm ready to see it play out. I'm ready to see TCU get it done. And I hope they find a way to leave no doubt. Like, I, I really want this to be um, a game where there's there's no doubt in the score. You were able to put up 30-plus points on Cal. Like, go do that against SMU. Do more than that against SMU. They struggled to stop La Tech last week. You have Zach Evans. You have Quentin Johnston. You have a third-year starter at quarterback. Go get it done. Another interesting subplot to this game, Tanner Mordecai, the SMU quarterback, he was at uh, Oklahoma before he came to SMU, but he played his high school ball with Travis Hodges. They were teammates on a midway team that made it to the state title game. And Travius played safety on that team. Tanner was the do-it-all QB. Uh, and that team was really talented. They had a couple more guys that went D1. I think Tory Levinson went to Kansas State. They had a few more players that play at the next level. Jackson Players is a guy at Tulsa right now. Um, but anyway, that'll be a, a fun matchup because it's, I mean, it's almost one-on-one. Like, Tanner's going to be throwing at THT. He's going to be guarding receivers trying to make plays against his former teammate. So that is one matchup to watch in this game. Um, you want to have a good taste in your mouth going into conference play before you take on Texas. So I'm ready for TCU to sort of put their foot down and show that they are head and shoulders better than SMU. I think there's been enough chatter between that, between some uh, good recruiting for the Ponies as of late, that we just need to remind the folks in Dallas who's boss. When we come back, we'll continue to talk some TCU football. This is Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Back here on Locked on Horn Frogs. Uh, before we get back into football, I did want to mention TCU soccer. I'm not sure if I ever got around to saying this. They fell to Pepperdine on Thursday, one to nothing. Um, they'll take on Kansas this coming Thursday in their first Big 12 game of the season. Then they'll play Sunday against Baylor, and they'll sort of stick with that rotation, play Thursday, play Sunday, play Thursday, play Sunday throughout the year. Um, man, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, it's uh, it was a game where 
TCU was not really in control. Like Pepperdine controlled the possession. They were getting shots off. They were getting shots on goal um, really from the jump. Now, TCU was able to sort of stabilize things a little bit more in the first half but could not um, could not come out of halftime and find a way to get on the board. And Pepperdine ended up scoring that goal, and that was the uh, difference in the game. So they take a little bit of a dip. They're 7-1. They have some non-conference games like sprinkled in conference play, but for the most part, that's the end of, of non-conference play. They held up really well against a tough schedule. You would love to have gone 8-0. Disappointing that they couldn't find a way to win that game at home. But I will say they've had a couple of games like that in a row where they've just sort of sort of started slow. And I'm not like a huge expert on soccer, so I'm not going to come on here and pretend like I know a ton about formations and schemes and, and what they're trying to accomplish. But, um, you know, in the other games against like Ohio State and Pitt, they were able to find a way to get possession back, stabilize, and then sort of go on a, a, on a goal-scoring onslaught later in the game and survive and win. Just couldn't do that against the Waves. And I'm, I'm not sure if that was a factor of playing a better team than they had been um, the last few weeks. But they faced some stiff competition. They only lost one match. It was close. So I, I think they're in really good shape, obviously, going into conference play. Would have loved to have stayed undefeated, but that did not happen. And they'll take on KU Thursday. Should be a fun one. Make sure you're uh, locked into TCU soccer throughout the rest of the Big 12 slate. Gary Patterson press conference also going on today. Uh, I don't expect I, I don't expect him to break any news about Noah Daniels or, or Kyrie Coleman this afternoon. I would like to see it. I'll try to have that audio for you on Wednesday. Um, and I, I, let me say this too. I think I kind of alluded to this maybe last week. We don't really know what's going on with Noah Daniels. I I think I might be reading into this too much. It, it could just be an injury. Um, one thing about the fact that, which it's his prerogative to do this, but Gary's so close to the vest about these things. It's almost like deep state intelligence when it comes to injuries and guys being out and, and those kinds of things. We just don't know. So it, it leaves room for a lot of assumptions. Um, and Noah has been like tweeting some things throughout the offseason that suggest maybe he's feeling um, a little out of place on the team. But we're obviously not in the locker room. And if it's just as simple as a hamstring, then hopefully he can recover and get back. Um, this SMU passing attack's no joke, though. I mean, Mordecai's been putting up big numbers. Like, they have dudes on the outside that can go. We saw that a couple years ago when these two teams faced off. So you need, I mean, you need Daniels. You need Coleman rushing from the outside. I, I also wonder how, if they are ready to go, if they are healthy. How much can they play? I mean, are they going to be on a snap count? Can you can you give them 80 snaps coming back from uh, an injury? I don't think you can. So all that's going to have to play out um, when they hit the field. But his press conference is today, so we might get some injury updates, but I imagine he would probably wait until Thursday when he does his radio show with Brian Estridge. That's usually how he handles those things, but I know he'll be asked about it and uh, he'll have a chance to, to respond to that. That'll do it for Lockdown Horn Frogs today. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, appreciate you joining us. We'll look at the Big 12 slate, like the upcoming Big 12 slate in football. Tomorrow, conference game starting up for the most part, except for this TCU-SMU matchup. We'll cover all that throughout the rest of the week. 
Again, Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.